All right, what the fuck is going on? We're happy to be back in the ball pit for the first time in a while. A really good while, and also cool to see that you can actually see our faces on it, if you're, you know what I mean, on the internet, which everybody is, right? Yeah, right? And you know, uh, one thing that I was just thinking about right now is that, like, the ball pit isn't just, like, one place. Right now, the ball pit is two places, like a ball sack. So, yes. you know, there's two balls. It's, We're in different places, if you haven't picked yeah, up one. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> a, a, a very cross-national cross balls ball pit. You know, <laughs> 2,000 miles away, baby. International. It's amazing. Well, no, we're not international yet. It's not just we the got, city, got, the world, Craig. You know what I'm saying? We, we, got, we, got some, we keep working on it. We'll get international one day. Right now, we're just like, we're transnational. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Transnational, dude. Is, is, is that appropriate? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say know, that anymore, dude. That's what I'm, I'm going to tell you. I don't know what it means. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we um, we did a couple episodes a few months ago when I was visiting in Texas, and then, you know, life gets in the fucking way, right? So, uh, this is our first attempt. I got a new computer. Per got a crazy setup, and my... I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get some, like, <laughs> I, I, I haven't got my audio shit set up yet, but I'm working on getting my home studio. This is part of it. This is my balcony, so that's this is, like, you know, that's where I live. <laughs> He only lives on that little edge, though. That's it's, it. This is the only place I can just hang out at. <laughs> it's in this new garage. That's it, dude. You know I, mean? uh, I, I, I want to get a different setup so that way I can kind of like move things around. Like we have like a tablet or a phone. I guess you could probably do this on a phone too, but uh, it just seems more comfortable on the, uh, the PC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I got this MacBook a couple months ago and. Uh, it is like super convenient, but I'm still figuring out. So you can, that's what I'm saying. You can give a tour. You can like you can turn yours around, right? Like, oh yeah. Show. Yeah, I don't really let's know if I want to. Let's see, the, let's, let's see the rest of your like. I see the blood for blood uh, flag back there in the back. But you got anything else you want to share? Um, not really. Uh, yeah, okay, you don't have to go too deep. You know, you know I, mean? I got some like yellow stitches stuff and like a shotgun in the corner. Turn it around, turn it back around. It was way more impressive before you turned it around. I would, I would much rather you have not done that. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so this is like, uh, our first time taking a crack at it. The, the quality's gonna get a little better as Per, uh, gets a little, like, less retarded with his, uh, technological side of stuff. Yeah, um, I but. Grow, I grow, I grow up and start dealing with. Having a fucking, you know what I mean? Dude, you've only had to like avoid this for the last twenty five years. No big deal. Honestly, I still got Sally to do most of everything with it. Like <laughs> until like about like ten minutes ago, she was in here like showing me what I needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. This is yeah, how does this we're, work? We're here, we're here. You know what I mean? Dude. So, um. On the Zoom meeting, it gives you a little... You got the time right there on yours because on here, I don't have the time. It has it, like, beats per minute shit. So, like, I have no idea yeah, see, to... I can, do, I can do this, right? So, I have you in a tiny little window. What are you... Yeah, I can't oh, believe hey. it. There you are. It worked. If you do this, it, I see an emoji in the corner. That's weird. That, that, that works. It, you just sent me an emoji by doing that? I guess so. I don't know. This is what I mean. No. All right. Enough of this. This is this. 
This is too much. All right, all right, all right. So we'll get back on track a little bit. Um, so we wanted to talk to you guys today about a theme that um, is reoccurring in everybody's life, but I feel like especially like since this time last year, a little bit before this time last year, it's been like way more prevalent. I don't think I've ever consistently felt more overwhelmed in my life. Uh, it's funny too, like we talked about like, uh, I think when we first started talking about this podcast, we were talking about how stressful life was because that was at the very, very, very beginning of COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we no, we started, the, we started recording in like the end of April, beginning of May last year. So it was like when COVID was starting, right? Yeah, it was like uh, like a, a about a month into the lockdown, I would say. And like we were saying, like, well, it's so stressful, it's so stressful, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like um, I, I feel like we were like saying like it, other times in history have been just as stressful. If, oh yeah, like imagine being a fucking like a a, a Jewish pole living in Warsaw in 1939. Exactly, I think like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Or like but someone like, that lived under the Mongol like horde coming and destroying their village. Like this, it's but, not. But, I mean, I'm, t- I'm telling you, like after after a year of this, this this seems pretty intense. It's. This, it, I feel like that it's not. It's not as much like uh, like you know, bonfire and like 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 war hell shit. I feel like that we are still like in the middle of some sort of like weird like warish type thing happening, and there's definitely like a lot, a lot, a lot of trauma still like happening for people right now. You know what I mean? Dude, there are so many like married couples for you that I, that were together for like several decades that I knew that like you're like no, nah, they would never break up, and then like oh man, so and so and so and so are getting a fucking divorce, and you're like wait what? And there's these, and I asked, he's like man, I just couldn't fucking look at her all day like that, bro. Like, it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's weird. What's really weird to see, like, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the world, but I feel like that people have seemed very stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that there's, like, less and less joy in the world, it seems like. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I feel like that most of my, like, uh, daily practice stuff is focused on, like, trying to, like, be happy, like, but I used to not have to do that. I feel like that I was just happy before. And, like, I didn't have to try to be happy so much, which is, like, you know, kind of just shows me that uh, I'm, I'm still wondering, like, am I happy? You know? Yeah, right. Fuck. Well, that's why we do this to kind of figure out, like, if you are or aren't, not you necessarily, yeah, but yeah. ourselves are or aren't fucking happy. Well, yeah. like, I think, like, especially if you're seeing, like, this, uh, this, this one particularly, we were talking about, like, the overwhelmness of it, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, but the, this this fucking past couple of years have been like crazy overwhelming for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I you know a lot of a lot of weird shit, a lot of bad shit, um, and so I did try and do some statistical research today because one of the things we wanted to talk about was how when people do get overwhelmed, um, an unfortunate side effect of that is people you know taking their own lives. And uh, I couldn't find any, I I don't think that it's been uh, long enough since the end of 2020 for conclusive data to be put out on specific shit. They know it's going to be higher than normal. I did, however, find... That's um, weird. I I feel like that's kind of like, that should definitely be something that's pretty easily, I feel like a suicide rate's not something you should, you should be able to see that year to year, right? Yeah, um, I, I I probably could have dug a little deeper on my research. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about you. Like, 
I'm being all fucking like uh, conspiracy minded again. And being, yeah. Like, they're, they're not going to show you like how, uh, how, you know what I mean? How many people may have actually killed themselves. I don't know. Well, it's like we were talking about uh, even the other day how like when I was a kid, I felt like everybody that I knew committed suicide was an adult. And right. uh, then as I got into middle school with like the prevalence of social media and all these other things, it was like, oh shit, like kids that I know are starting to fucking kill themselves. Um, like kids that are like 12, 13, 14. And then you were saying the statistic about like younger kids now with, with shit, right? What yeah, was... they, I think they, they were talking about like uh, the uh, the start of suicide being like normally around like 13 and now that it's more around the age of eight. They're not, not like, or like the suicides are starting more around like the age of eight where it used to be like 13 was like a, an age of like... Yeah, you, did, you didn't see it before started. that other than weird yeah, one-offs. Yeah, really, you didn't really see like eight-year-olds like committing suicide because I feel like that is... I feel, I feel like that like for, for a child... I, I still see like an eight-year-old as a, a deep part of it, a child. You know what I mean? Yeah, eight-year-old is a child. They're not like... They're not really trying to make those adult decisions and kind of go that far in their life. You know what I mean? They're kind of more enjoying themselves as like the person they are and exploring... Just Eating bugs, dude. Itself, you know what I mean? Exactly. Just like yeah, exactly. Eating bugs, so throwing pine cones like, at cars. And to think about, like, think about, like, a, uh, like I said, my, my daughter is seven. You know what I mean? To think about even a year past that, where the, you would even have that thought in your mind. It's of, sad. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a hard thing, but but I don't think it's it's definitely not far fetched considering how fucked up the world is right now. You know what I mean? Well, now you and, know. I, I feel like you didn't have a lot of people that young in isolated situations or, you know, they can't, you know, uh, like when you can't see someone smile because they're wearing a mask. A little kid's always with somebody. Somebody that's eight years old is never by themselves except for maybe when they're in bed. Like That's the other thing. Let me tell you something. That's the other thing about it. Whenever you don't have schools and you don't have anywhere for, like, uh, kids to go during the day, you do have kids left alone because mom and dad still have to make that money. You don't, and that that used to happen back in the day, like too, like in like the sixties uh, and seventies and fifties, like whatever. That was, it was normal. Like, if, if that, mom and dad got to go to work. Well, my mom, because home. like doing the whole single mom thing, she used to hit us with like, because I have a twin, she'd be like, "All right, eight plus eight equals sixteen. Watch each other." Like right, that was exactly. the, and it was cool, you know. Like it worked out because yeah, we were like smart kids. About the, you're literally talking about the same age right now. Yeah, an eight year old. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, you're like, they, if you're if you're being left home uh, consistently as an eight year old and have and have nothing but the fucking toxic ass internet to fucking guide you. Who yeah. knows where you might find yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know the exposure to whatever kind of shit you can find on the internet and like. Yeah, I mean. Or yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's fucked up. It's a hard, it's a hard world out there. You know what I mean? And, and, they, and an eight-year-old is not always like in the right place to fucking deal with it. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Children are cowards, is what we're getting at. No, no. children are like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, ch- children are uh, children are fragile. Yeah, hundred you know percent. But honestly, you know what? So are adults. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know I'm a fragile person too. You know what I'm saying? I say I'm a pretty emotional like, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with admitting that. That's what I mean. It's like, as adults, we're fragile, and we expect these children who are like uh, don't even understand like, their own emotions or anything else what they're going through to kind of like deal with it too. You know? Yeah. Um, it, no, it's fucked up. So. I did have some difficulty finding exact 2020 type shit, but I did find because we were talking about like the age differences and everything, I did find that in the last 20 years, the suicide rate in total has increased by 
um, which is over a third. That's like a fucking huge, per- you know. This is, this, is, this is like super depressing. I don't think we've said anything funny in this episode so far. I said I called children gonna... cowards. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have like gone to that. That was good. That's probably the funniest thing you said. Not just like I was like children are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You're right. Children are terrifying creatures. And you know what? You, you want to hear a really funny story about children being cowards? Yeah. Uh, this just happened like not even like 20 minutes ago. We were getting out of the uh, we're getting out of the car, and like Vera saw a snake. Like she saw a snake for real. You know what I mean? And like I don't know if you've ever seen a snake in the dark, but that shit fucking lingers in your mind. It sounds you terrifying. Know, no, no, you can like you just see like the shape moving, and you're like, when you close your eyes, you can see that shape moving. And you know what I mean? And so like she's ready to wave her to bed, and she's like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like. She's, she's like, she's like, will you look around the room and make sure there's no more snakes in there? And I'm like, there's no snakes in your room. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the snakes are only in your head. You know what I mean? Like you, you saw that snake, and now it's there. You know, it's in your mind. You know? But, yeah, she's gonna be thinking about that snake for a fucking while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've told this story before, like how uh, I saw that snake when I was on acid. I don't know if I can tell that story on here. I don't think you have, but you, I don't know. You, I definitely like am pro telling this story. Like, <laughs> we were like, we were like, uh, take some acid and went fishing on the river, and fucking. Uh, what? When is this? <laughs> I would say I was probably like twenty four. You know what I mean? And so it was me, my cousin Cody, and some other friends, and. Uh, we were buckholds like out in the country, and fucking like we went out there and set our lines. We'd already started tripping, set our lines out, and fucking got distracted, set a big fire, and like we were like, oh shit! Like after a while, after we started like really tripping, we were like, we should check our lines. And Cody got up to go check everything. We were down in the bank, and like where his feet were standing, like next to my face, and he straddled his, uh, he straddled a water moccasin, and I was like, Cody, snake, snake, snake. He like kind of like jumped back and forth on top of it, you know what I mean? Like like you like back and forth like dancing on it almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and the snake like reared back and fucking like it was like right next to my face because of where where he was standing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it scared the it scared the fuck out of all of us, you know what I mean? Yeah, terrifying. We like I said, also like I said, we were tripping on acid. The rest of that trip, all I could see was that fucking snake's face. And it looked like a dragon, like in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I was just like, we trying to do something else the rest of the night. I'm like, yeah, that fucking snake. You know what I mean? All I'm gonna think about is that that snake's face for the whole rest of the night. You know what I mean? I feel like kind of like, like that's how it is too with kids. You know what I mean? You get that little like uh, that image in your mind, and it's kind of burnt there for a second. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that's the same thing, like feeling overwhelmed with a lot of things too. Oh you know what I mean? shit! Yeah, yeah. Full circle on that a little I was, bit. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to like go there, but I was just like, <laughs> hey, what was our topic again? <laughs> but I think honestly that it is true. Like I think that happens like in life you kind of get like those uh, those like images burned into your mind that kind of like re- even like maybe like shame and like repeat humiliation or repeat like failure. You know what I mean? Like failure is a huge thing uh, where you like you repeat it to yourself and maybe see that 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 fear of that thing like re- resurfacing in all the corners of your day you know what i mean 
Yeah, or it's just like at, least, at the very least lingering in the back of your fucking head, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of exactly, there. 100%. Or even like I mean, physical manifestation of like, dude, I know when I'm like really fucked up about something, my stomach is literally like this all day. Like, 100%. and it's like, no matter, like, I can't fucking eat. I gotta, like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go take a hot shower and like, that's all I can do. Cause I just feel like I, I, I'm nauseous, but I'm not throwing up. I might, you know what? I do get like, overwhelmed anxiety diarrhea shits but that's only when shit's like really bad shit like like uh no definitely i feel like that like that's uh that's what that's what starts to happen is like you whenever you whenever you're fucked up like anxiety starts to like physically affect your body you know you know you're fucked up about it yeah but that's also like the whole like overwhelming part of it because that's literally what we were i guess what got us on the fucking topic of this is like what happened? You know what I mean? I guess we we would start with our fucking ball kicking, ball kickings and shit, lickings. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that, dude. You want to do the uh, let's do the bad first, and we'll finish with some good stuff. Uh, we really should finish with some good stuff because this is gonna be kind of a heavy episode. Uh, I feel like you know, you know what I'm saying. This is pretty pretty crazy. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like oh, so. Uh, I was talking about like uh, my good kick the balls was like getting ready for this Easter, had a lot of family over and fucking, uh, you know, have, I was really just really looking forward to it because I've been working on this tree house for the kids and getting everything like nice in the yard. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, I feel like everything was in order. I've been working my ass off. I'm fucking exhausted. You know what I'm saying? And then like when it actually happened, I fucking like, I guess like that week I had like, I'd been getting up at like 5.30 to work up, work out and then like working in the yard afterwards and then like, or like working on other projects and then going to work and then coming home and doing other stuff. And then I did that all week long and fucking like got ready to do like Easter and fucking like barbecued all morning. I think I maybe like gave myself a little bit of like smoke exhaustion poisoning type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Long story short, by the time everybody showed up on Easter fucking like noon, I was sick. You know what I mean? Like wanting to throw up and fucking like just like feeling like like a fucking punk ass. Honestly, and I felt like I like this. The thing that was the most embarrassing is like I had all these people, and I was just like almost want to like didn't want to be around them at all. You know what I mean? Just because I wanted to fucking like, uh, you know, when I didn't feel good, you know, I, I felt like exhausted. I had no energy to talk to anybody or to do anything. Yeah. And I was just like, it was weird because everyone has such a great time. I, I finished, I finished the treehouse out for the kids. You know what I mean? Like, I literally did it that morning. I finished like as I'm like like smoking and going back and forth to the thing to finish that out, and then like uh, same thing with like the some of the stuff in the house, like hung, hung up like pictures and fucking like. All this other stuff done, everything was like perfect except for the fact that I would I couldn't I couldn't literally be there. I had to go upstairs for a second, and chill out. My wife thought I was gonna have a fucking heart attack. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like embarrassing and uh, terrifying a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it had like a, a fucking that's like a like a dad freak out moment. It was an old man. It was an old man moment. It was like a real, real, real old man moment. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I never had that happen before. You know what I mean? I've done like several, several like I wouldn't even like drinking hard or doing too much other shit. You know what I mean? I was drinking and like whatever, but I wasn't like fucking like being crazy. You know what I mean? Like you were partying. Like, yeah, I was definitely partying, and I had not been bending like on a bender all night or like anything like that either. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah. It's fucking weird. Super weird. It I is weird. See my, I, I don't, don't see myself that way. And I don't like fucking being limited whenever shit like that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would also probably made it harder too. It's just like that it was more of like a public fucking little meltdown. Like, you know, that and that, that doesn't help that. for no, sure. No, it was it was definitely worse because like I did I, I I didn't know how to like deal with it. I was kinda of freaking out a little bit. I didn't know how to like express myself. So I was like I found myself like getting mad at Sally in front of a, a bunch of people and like if I could tell people like we're like like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's my family, so they know. They know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I'm, but, uh, you and I are like really good at like getting mad at our significant others in public, but it usually has to do with like a copious amount of that deep Eddie grapefruit vodka. That's led to my worst public fucking breakdown. Uh, but well, you know, I think I think that fucking I think some like hard liquor would really help me. You know, it's just like so like uptight. Maybe you know, no, I was just exhausted. Like. I think I think that's how me helped me a lot with like the life is like this is not healthy. I'm not saying to do this, but like there's been several times in my life where I've been exhausted, and rather than just like deal with it, I just get like pretty heavily drunk. And all of a sudden, I have a lot of energy. You know what I mean? I I don't know. That's like it's the same thing. It's like the same. It's like you know, hair of the dog type shit. When you're so hungover, but you and you didn't plan on yeah. drinking that Sunday from because you're fucked up from Saturday night. But yeah, like that exactly Sunday, like the that. only thing that's gonna save you is cracking a beer. But you, what happens is you rage extra hard when it happens. Oh you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's and that thing. That's what I mean. Like I think if I would have like liquor, I probably would have gone gone that direction. I probably would just been like, like just turned it up instead of turning it down. But, yeah, yeah. You would have gone was, too far up. Yeah, and, and probably like that would have been worse for me because that's I, I don't think like uh, I don't think any of that's healthy. Anything about no. it's healthy. No, no, no. no. There's nothing good about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my case to the to the balls or whatever. Like, I had some sort of like <laughs> I think a body check maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you, was, you know what I mean. Fuck. Uh, definitely, definitely like a psychological check, maybe even too. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think, you fucking you worked think, all week. You fucking spent the whole weekend like and, working on the house and then the treehouse. That literally I, I, that I think, morning. I, I, think, I think what it is, is like uh, understanding that like I need to like all that was like my mom said it to me. She was like, "How much of that is like self-imposed?" I'm like, "All of it." Like everything I'm talking about is like I didn't have to do any of that. You know what I mean? Like everything that I like was talking about was like stress stressors that I made myself. But then, like when you when you when you have that list of shit that you have to take care of, and you don't start chipping away at it, you feel overwhelmed on the fact that like I, you're doing nothing. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like really like depressed of myself and like uh, very like level like self hatred type shit. You know, when I start like telling myself like all these like terrible terrible stuff about myself, like uh, you're a lazy person, and you know what I mean. Yeah, all that kind all of like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's more graphic than that, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, the deep self-loathing thing runs very deep in, in, in I think, both of us. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I, think, I think we will operate on it. I think I think maybe I operate better sometimes using it. I've done it for so long. You yeah, I mean? it's definitely like a motivational thing for me in a lot of points in my life where I'm just, like, trying not to be the piece of shit that I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but... My big old fucking kick to the nuts this week is actually, like, something that didn't even really happen to me, but it happened to my uncle, um, and my uncle, I've talked about him pretty openly on here, he's pretty severely mentally ill, and he, uh, he doesn't have anybody, man, he doesn't have a wife, he's 62, 63, doesn't have a wife, um, doesn't have any kids, 
Um, he had his long-term girlfriend died like five years ago, but he had a dog. And he had this dog for like 12 years, man. And uh, he fucking had to make the decision to put the fucking dog down on Monday. And Monday is like the closest thing I have to a day off. So I was like gonna go with him and he, you know, uh, to do it. And he just, he had someone come to his house to do it. And I, I missed that window to be there for that. But I just knew like not to let that dude be alone um, after that. And so I, you know, I went and I got like his favorite food and like went to his house and like hung out with him for like three hours and had a deep conversation. And he's a little like stunted as a person. So, you know, he's just like, you know, um, I would say kind of like a forever 14 year old. Um, emotionally, um, and so, you know, I was just kind of trying to say this, the things that I would say to, like, somebody in that, that, like, mental state, so it's like, you know, like, what I told him, like, you know, you made probably one of the hardest decisions there is to make in life, and that I think it was really selfless of you, and that, like, you know, you know, he's in a, your I mean, dog's in you, a buddy you say to somebody, it's like, it's, it, that's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, is, like, talk to somebody, you just had to put down their dog, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's not... It's that's not easy, you know. What I, mean? I think that I think you being there for him is, yeah, definitely, definitely the like best thing you could do for him, you know. For sure, it's just like my kick to the nuts was just like seeing like that dude like lost his everything, like that was his thing. That was like he has another dog and she's cool, but he's only had her a few years and they're not as close, and so he has that other dog. And like I did try to like remind him of that several times but like that dude lost like the little center of his universe for the last uh, you know 12 years or whatever so definitely yeah you said he's had he's had some like uh, you know mental issues already too you know what i mean yeah yeah pretty extremely bipolar uh severely bipolar fucking um, so you, you that's that's that even makes it like i'm sure like even more so like uh hard to deal with yeah when that mean? dude feels feelings he feels them fucking hard you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad I was able to be there, but that was like, I, I, it put into perspective to me, like, man, no matter what happens to me this week, like, nothing's going to be that bad compared to what he had to go through. So, right. that was like my fucking kick to the nuts for sure. Yeah. I, 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 I remember when you told me that. I, I really, like, uh, that was really cool that you fucking, like, spent some time with him because that's a, it's 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 a things that a lot of people will like kind of look over like oh yeah somebody's dog died you know what I mean and like it's a part of life and you everybody's dog you know, dies you, exactly you you know when you get a dog they're all gonna die you know what I mean yeah it sucks and so yeah it, it sucks and um, I I think that like it's something that like maybe it's easy to look over but the, the biggest thing is like uh, you spending that time with them is kind of like monumental like. To him probably but more than more than you like he knows now i think you know what i mean it's like something that he maybe even like later on he'll appreciate even you know what i mean that you were there for them at that time you know what i mean the yeah. show, like he has he, he does have other people and other things besides you know just the the, the most immediate things with around you know what i mean so yeah you know it bums me out though like it's just like you know like uh the closest things in that dude's life is like his nephew and like he has his mom still and they're very close and his sister my mom and like but you know like that dude you know it sucks to it's think such, about it's not, such a, it's not such a bad thing though you know what i mean like yeah i mean to, it... to, to like actually have a nephew that like you're to, that's what i'm saying like to, to actually have a nephew who cares so much about you to come like hang out with you and your dog you know, because you're you lost your dog you know like that's that's a big deal you know what I mean? Yeah, and trust me, even when he's on his meds, he does not make it easy to be like an easy person to be around. Like he, when he's like good and level and balanced, he's a fucking prick. 
Uh, <laughs> like that dude is like, I, yeah, he, he's a lot. But I, I do I do care about him a lot, and uh, you know, so that just puts shit into perspective for me this week. It was kind of a like a a a, a real kick to the nuts on a fucking Monday morning, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a hard, it's a real, real hard way to start a week. Yeah, but uh, so other than that, it's been a pretty good fucking week. Other than my dog getting sick last night and fucking keeping me up all night, I had to stay home with him today because he's just shitting his brains out. It's like fucking habanero soft serve. Not even. It's like explosive fucking like viral ass piss coming out every two hours on the hour. And I don't know Jesus what the fuck. Christ. I don't that's, know what happened, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Like we took him to the Is groomers. He- I feel like it's like something you gotta be worried about after a certain amount of time. Yeah, it's been about 24 hours. Uh, but the thing is, he's like eating and drinking water and like he's walking That's around. Good. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not too, too worried about it. If he keeps me up through the night tonight, then I'm gonna have to take off school tomorrow and take him to the vet. Um, so, I'm gonna give it through the night. But, oh God, it's been such a fucking pain it's in the not, ass dealing with that, too. I, I, I told you, like, also, we thought that Beefy guys, like, a bit by a rattlesnake, too, right? Yeah, dude. That happened yesterday, like, where they, they, his face is all swollen up, and uh, so I just thought that he got a bit by a rattlesnake. So, it's, it's just so weird. All this, like, dog trauma that's going on, you know what I mean? It's been a weird week for everybody's dogs, I guess, you know? Uh, yeah, super, super weird. Fucking, uh, <laughs> and that's, you, like, another... You, 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 so humans aren't the only ones having it hard right now. Yeah, dude. Fucking, so that's like another thing too is like, even if you're, you know, you're, everybody's already overwhelmed with work, taking on extra things like, you know, I, you know, uh, this podcast is an extra thing. You got kids. I got fucking like, I'm trying to start these two other fucking businesses, all this other shit going on. And then you have those little extra fucking things like dog shit or car shit or fucking like that. It's just like, fuck, dude, it um, never stops. I spent my personal day, like the one day I had stop. off, like literally like, I'm like, cool, a day to myself. What does that mean? Oh, getting a new car battery, getting an oil change, going to the car wash, fucking doing this, doing that. I'm like, fuck, taking my dog to the groomer. I'm like, what the f-? Like, that's my personal day. Like, yeah. Like, the personal thing has nothing to do with anything other than like other all the other obligations you have in life, right? Yeah, dude. It's it's it, pretty easy to feel overwhelmed, right? A hundred percent. Um, and so that's like the thing is like everybody's got something to cope with this overwhelming feeling, and even those things like when you make those things an obligation, they themselves become over fucking whelming. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, which is super funny because like uh, I think when we start, we kind of made some notes about this last night. We were talking about how hard it is to like do that, right? Yeah. And then, and then today, like, I went and rode my bike today for the reason of us having those notes last night. I was like, man, I need. To, I haven't rode my bike in a long time, and I'm like, it's kind of intimidated. You know what I mean? To see if I was gonna be rusty and everything. And dude, I did some of the fucking coolest shit that I've done in a long, long, long time. I fucking like, I had a really, really great session. You know what I mean? And just fucking uh, got to. Do a lot of cool stuff, you know what I mean? And fucking. Uh, you you think part of that was like the stress coming out? Yes, uh, I think that's what I was going to say. Is like, like where I was like, uh, as much as it was like hard for me to fit that into my schedule today, it made the rest of my day better. And like, it's so hard to find a line because that's not always the case. Sometimes it'll be the other way around where like I will like make time to ride the bike. And it will like actually make my day harder because like of all the other conflict 
complicated shit happens. You know what I mean? Or you're just yeah, like, you it's get weird, to... it's so weird that like you never know in life like which uh, which side you're gonna get out of it, whether it's gonna help or not. You know what I mean? Well, it's like you get to like you make time for this thing. Like I do it when I would like with like jujitsu and Muay Thai and shit, where I'm like looking forward to it, looking forward to it, looking forward to it, because I'm only training two days a week, but I'm throwing three classes. I'm going. Muay Thai into no gi jiu-jitsu so doing like just straight up MMA training like that for the first few hours and then I'm doing gi jiu-jitsu after that so I'm fitting six classes into two days I'm going just like three three and a half four hours of fucking straight training and uh you know I'm, I'm like looking forward to it through the whole week because I don't I go Monday Tuesday so Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday I'm like fuck I want to go train and then it's like Monday morning rolls around, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to get up and go to bed, and I got to drive all the way the fuck out there, and god damn it, but for me, it's like every time I do get that done, like, it feels like an obligation until I'm in the throes of it, until it happens, yeah, right? and then when I'm leaving every time, I'm like, I'm fucking happy I did this, Yes. you know, well, um, that, that, that's really, really, I think we were saying like that, it's weird, that, like, how uh, being healthy is, like, super, super important for mental health. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just being physically healthy is, like, super important for mental health. And then, like, um, how does that, like, affect, like, I guess, like, what I was going to say is, like, we, we've kind of both, like, changed our lifestyles. Yeah, quite a bit. Podcast, since this podcast started, you know what I mean? I feel like we both have a much more active, like, things come, and, and maybe because of this podcast, even, that we're doing, like, things that are, like, uh, more beneficial for us, too, you know? Yeah, but, 100%. My my fucking CrossFit class has to start at fucking six o'clock now. I can't I can't take the later class anymore. They canceled it, so now I have to fucking get up at five thirty in the morning to fucking like go to a six o'clock workout class. It's even like hard. It's, it's like it's made it more complex too. So yeah. like, and it's weird that like the things that we find that uh, benefit us and make us better people can can still like make those like awkward fucked up stressors in our life too right at some points it's like oh here's just another obligation and then right. yeah but i mean it's also it's not it's just like, just the obligation being hard it's also like the circumstance of it you know what i mean like sometimes it's like you said how far do you have to drive to go to uh, jiu-jitsu um so to drive out there every day like because i'm going against traffic is like an hour and 20 minutes and then to to get back it takes me like 35 40 minutes it's not bad but also i'm training at my homies gyms former professional fighters shout out limitless academy of jiu-jitsu out in diamond bar california come fucking roll come train um super 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 good dudes fucking doing great things for the community and uh i'm like i wouldn't there's nowhere else i would rather train um you know what i mean i'm training with one of my homies from the hardcore scene who i've known since i was 13 years old like uh, dude that's looked out for me since I was a kid that was a professional fighter for like 15 fucking years so you know it's sick like I, I'm not complaining by any means but like when I think about it I'm like fuck dude I don't want to go all the way the fuck out there you know yeah well, especially like you say that's, that's taking up a majority of your day doing that right yeah and I kind of burned myself so when I came back I went on that crazy vacation earlier this year I went out to see you guys and do some stuff and I was in Texas for I think 10 days I stayed with you for a little over a week out of that and then um, I got back to the house and I was like man my fucking school's still online and I'm still getting paid from the GI Bill 
fuck it. And I just got my car and got Bowie, and I drove from L.A. to Vegas, Vegas to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City to fucking Denver. I went up through Wyoming, and then I went back around the whole way, down to Phoenix for a few days, back to Vegas for another week. We never talked about that either. That's a fucking sick-ass trip, dude. That's a fucking, like, really, really good circuit. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, dude. It was sick, dude. And because of it, like, I was staying with homies that I know from like hardcore or old army buddies I only went I was I think I spent two nights in a hotel the whole the whole like 40 day trip or whatever 30 day Damn, trip that's fucking badass yeah it was sick dude um and then I was traveling like city to city too like hitting up girls that I know that do like porn and getting paid <laughs> to do like stunt dick stuff so it was cool I went on like this trans-american fuck tour and <laughs> like I was I was just like Made porn was trans, trans American fun tour, dude. It was sick. I uh, I like got to make porn with a chick in Vegas, and the porn with a chick in Salt Lake City, a chick in Phoenix, a chick in fucking dude, Denver, dude, Utah. Yeah, a couple dudes in Utah. You know how they get down out there on the down low, brother. The Mormons don't like you talking yeah, about it. Exactly. They go through uh, what is it called, a uh, friggish bond or whatever. <laughs> oh, the, uh, Rumspringer. R- that's the. Yeah. That's not. That's R- the. Uh, R- R- Rumspelt. <laughs> that's that's the. Uh, that's the Amish, dude. <laughs> Mormons are like you wouldn't know someone was Mormon until they start talking to you and they're like weirdly nice until they get on their bike and ride away. <laughs> not a cool. Not a BMX. Not a cool bike. <laughs> no, a Schwinn. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, so that was like, so I did that and then um, I came back and I kind of, I came back and I stopped drinking because I went fucking hard on that trip. Um, I started and I started before I even went to Texas because I started on my birthday. My birthday is the week before Christmas and I just started fucking like every other day I was partying. You, you seem like you were already like hitting it hard whenever you got to our house. But you were, we, and then you and I hit it fucking hard. And yeah, then, we did. I, I was suffering after you left. <laughs> and then I didn't stop, dude. That whole trip, I hit it fucking like super hard. And then I, uh, I got back to my dad's house in Vegas, and I was like, I like talked to my dad. And I was like, yeah, I think I might need to go to AA. <laughs> And I oh, came yeah. to the conclusion I was just, like, partying too hard because I was on vacation. Like, it wasn't, like, whatever. I went to the AA meeting. I was like, oh, I'm not like you guys. It's cool. These people are talking about, like, falling asleep drunk when their kid's in a bathtub and their kid dies and shit like that. And I'm like, Jesus oh, Jesus no. Christ. Yeah. I'm, like, a different – I'm, like, a binge drinker. I'm not like that. You uh, know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, though. Like, uh, AA does work for a lot of people a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm not shitting on it by any means. No, 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 no definitely. It's just like, I do it about once every three ways. years where I go to an AA meeting to realize that I don't need to go to AA meetings. Right, right. Uh, a different form of, like, something Something might work better, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the elephants, you know, how it worked out. I took, like, 23 days off fucking drugs and alcohol. After that, yeah. though, um, and I was I training every day. I was training for three hours a day. I was going to school from nine to three, driving out to Diamond Bar, getting there by four thirty, and then training from five to like the first few weeks. I was training from five to like fucking eleven o'clock at night, and then after that, I was like, "Yo, I have to be out of here by like eight o'clock." So I was, but then I was training from five to eight every day for a month straight, and then when I came out to Texas this last time around in March, I uh, I came back. Um, that's when, you know, all that unfortunate shit happened with my homie and everything. And I took like two yeah. weeks off of training because I was just like, didn't have the motivation to go and do That's something so constructive. Yeah. I hate, I hate that too. It's like that whenever it's something like that, it's like very degenerate. It really, I feel like, they're like the, whenever like that happens, it kind of slows things down. It like derailed my whole shit. Fault. It derailed my shit. For, like, 
We want to talk about that a bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like one of the purposes of like this whole uh, episode, I guess. So yeah, um, one of the unfortunate side effects of feeling overwhelmed is people taking their own lives, right? Um, it's something that happens pretty often. Um, one thing in like the good side of that, before I get into the, the story of exactly what had happened with my friend, um, the FCC did just recently approve a few weeks ago three-digit emergency number, like 911. Um, I, it's 988. It's a suicide prevention hotline is being switched to 988. I don't think it's in effect yet. So as per now, it's still that 1-800-273-8255 number. Um, but they did fucking approve it to where it's like easy to remember, easy to access. And I think that's like a really cool, important step. Like one of the few things our government has done right in the last forever. Um, but that happened and... And it is a really cool thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what the fucking uh, suicide prevention... Nah, what am I going to listen to that fucking... I got to like look up the yeah. Logic song. If I had known that, like if I... That's funny. <laughs> if, if, I had to, uh, if I had to Google it, I'm not going to wait that long. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Uh, like, I feel like that, like that's that's something smart. Nine eight eight. Nine eight eight. Um, I don't know if it's in effect yet. Um, but if not, it's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Um, and then just a couple more statistics too. Um, like I said, over the last twenty years, the suicide rate has increased thirty five percent. That's over a third. That's fucking insane dude and i think yeah. that's like got to do with like the prevalence of the internet and social media and shit like that yeah, i mean it's just awful i feel like that like we're also being like pressed down you know what i mean like kind of like like emotionally uh, patriot and, like, act uh, dude it's not even just the patriot you know what i mean like, i feel like that like uh there's a, there's a lot of like oppression happening to the poor you know what i mean and like uh, there's definitely a lot of psychological and like you know what I mean? We are meant to feel like shit. You know what I mean? So, well, let's talk about like so the effects that – because I don't know the statistics of what quarantine did to people. But I can tell you like the effects um, – I know that the suicide rate is higher just because of the amount of people that I know that have killed themselves since quarantine started. Yeah, definitely. Um, the social isolation, um, people losing their jobs, the financial aspect of it, people losing their businesses that they put their life into, people losing their homes – um, the relationship aspect, it put more stress on relationships, people being forced to be around yeah, each other uh, all day. I also saw that, like, uh, they thought there was going to be a baby boom with uh, the quarantine. It was the opposite. There was, like, way more, like, separation with people. Um, um, I do know, obviously. I, I do mean, know like, a fuck ton of people that are pregnant right now, but I think I know more people that broke up than are pregnant. Yeah, that's, that's what they, they were just, like, they were expecting a bigger boom. Yeah, and it was like honestly, like there was like way less happened because of it. I think uh, I, they, I, yeah, I, I like, think I know uh, like six girls who are pregnant right now though that are like close to coming to term. Like they're about to shit that thing out. Uh, uh, but also that that I, I I think like you said it was expected to be bigger than it was. But that um, you know people people got fucking heartbroken last year. People lost their businesses. People fucking lost their jobs. People got stuck inside and. If you're and, also, already, and also, like, you have nothing but, like, a, a lot of bad news coming to you every day. Yeah, 100%. And if you're not, if you're somebody that's already prone to, like, a chemical imbalance or depression or uh, some type of mental illness, like, this is only going to throw you fucking even further into the throes of that, too, you know? Um, on top of that, I, in 2018, the suicide rate was 3.7 times higher in men than it was in women. Um, and I know it's always been a bit higher in men than anybody else. Uh, I think a lot of that throughout history has been the, uh, 
the societal standards that, that men were held to as far as like providing for families and, and you know we're no longer in a society for the most part where men are sole proprietors right it's got you gotta have two income homes and a lot a lot a lot of place like California you it's can't really, fucking make really it really on your hard. Own. it's really really hard to do it it's a one income home for anybody I'm telling you like right now especially whenever you're talking about having kids it's near impossible for like, I, mean, I mean unless you're like really wealthy you know what I mean yeah. You, unless you're wealthy, you're not going to like have a. It's really hard to like have a single income. And I think that that because of like the inflation rate of just like the cost of living for everything over the last twenty years, that that's probably the biggest fucking influence on that fucking suicide rate going jumping up thirty five percent. Um, I mean, it's a lot. I feel, it, I, feel, I feel like that. Like, uh, there's a lot of happy poor people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't know. Like, it's just like. I feel like the the, the 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 amount of oppression that's coming towards us like is definitely increasing on that. It's just I feel, I feel like that like we're we're being made to be unhappy right now. You know what I mean? Like there there is uh there there is almost like they are ending celebration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like celebration is a taboo. Yeah. Why is celebration a taboo? You know what I mean? People like, going to church it, and shit. Not not even just like yeah, that that also, but, but like yeah. also just like there's not there, you know what I mean? Like there's not a like a pop culture thing right now of people being happy and doing good things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about like, it's just very depressing of like bad stuff. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. So uh, there's, that's what I'm saying. Like everything you're like, and that's what I've like started to realize too, is like most of your influence in life now is going to come from media. You know what I mean? Uh, whenever I talk to people on the streets and I talk to people like in my world and like at the tattoo shops, most people, it's very, it's very inspiring. Real, real life is more inspiring than the fucking bullshit that's on like media. Well, look at the like media, when you when you hop on trash. Instagram, like the first shit you see, and even like the fact that like an influencer is a career now. Like when I was a kid, I looked up to like. I don't know, like fucking. I mean, not great examples, but like Johnny Knoxville and like fucking right, right. Like shit like that. But at least well, like even still, like that was fun and made you laugh and smile. And now kids are like, they look at like the glimpse, like you kids are looking up to Jake Paul and Logan Paul and people that are just trying to be the most famous at being famous. Right. Like, well, I mean, see, so you have that, you have that like uh, extreme of it, but you also have like the other. The, there's influencers on Instagram that aren't even characters; they're just like uh, car crashes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just like uh, bad media, good media, whatever. There's like, there's so much influencers on it that aren't even personalities at all that are just like uh, niches in interest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like social interest niches. You know what I mean? They like, make people fucking like, like, oh, I just want to look at this right now. You know what I mean? And one thing like, that I, one thing I've noticed is a big rush of like these people that, um, have held on to some type of fame over one specific video or, or, or something or a few videos and that a lot of these people like uh you know that kid that's like the alright I'm gonna fuck with you but he's like a little white kid he got shot three times like three days ago and like that I don't dude know what you're talking about. He's, it was like a viral video it was like a little white kid that was like walking around in the hood and shit and just like walking up to like fucking like dudes like grown ass dudes in the hood and was just like alright I'm gonna fuck with you and shit yeah like thug ass dudes yeah, and yeah. it was like a funny video, but like those kids end up like leaning into the character that they're fucking portraying, and then they get caught yeah, up. They get themselves in trouble. He's like twelve years old. He got caught. He got shot three times. Like Jesus, a Christ. week ago. Um, a lot of these dudes on like Food's Gone yeah, Wild and stuff. With, he's, uh, he's fucking with. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, dude, like, uh, that dude at fucking, the dude at Walmart, you, you follow that guy? He's, like, always fucking people at Walmart. Which it's one is that? Far, it's getting pretty, like, it, my house is dirty. That's what like, it's called? My, my house is dirty. It's super good. It's super funny. But, man, his stuff's getting, like, further and further out there. And he's getting, like, people, like, really pissed off sometimes. It's, it's so fucking funny. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of it, like, I think a perfect example is that 6 9 dude, right? Like, that dude... Fucking, I watched a documentary about him. I didn't see the Hulu one. Or no, I watched the Amazon one, not the Hulu one. The Kashi. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, portrayed him as, like, a pissant supervillain because that's what that dude fucking is. And, like, you know, it, it portrayed that dude literally just, like, it, he's exactly what's, like, wrong with what the fuck is going on, societally speaking. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse and even fucking really bring uh, that dude up. But I did yeah. watch the fucking well, documentary. The, so, to, I guess, like, to wrap up where we're at here is, like, society's <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Society is like a really like ugly, dumb place, and uh, it's kind of like makes it. It's pretty easy to feel overwhelmed and depressed about all of it. Let me just say that with COVID, a lot of people people not making you feel any better. With the internet and then especially the lockdown, people got too comfortable with not getting punched in the fucking mouth for what they say. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And also just like I think I think like maybe even like when you think like the whole ego, the ego side of this. You're like you're like so like full like full of this imaginary world in your own mind that you're not even like really aware of the world that's happening around you. Yeah, that was a big check to me. Was like um, realizing certain things, and we had talked about this a little bit the other day. But like certain narcissistic tendencies and qualities that I found in myself that I was doing subconsciously, like when I was like going and being with somebody, I would always go after like a pretty and broken thing because I like pretty broken things and I have this like subconscious like thing in my head and then like it turns around on it and like I have this like that thing where it's just like oh you know I don't mind being in a bad relationship because subconsciously I'm like oh the the more the more you suffer the more you care right yeah, we were saying like uh, it's like almost like a savior thing you're like uh, uh it's what uh, I think we were talking about like uh what is it sacrificing like uh, us thinking like sacrificing is the same as love yeah, a hundred percent. It's like and it goes beyond just like Captain Save a Ho shit. It's just like sacrifices love kind of stuff. And the more you suffer, the more you care. And none of that is true. And it's 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 fucked up to put somebody in a position where they are then in turn dependent on you. You're nurturing a dependence, and that's not fucking cool on my end to have done that to people. You know well, what I mean? It, it, uh, I thought I can't relate to it. Like similar to like with uh, with the Easter thing that just happened, where I was like, well, I'm doing. I was like, work so hard to like do all this like make a treehouse for my kids and make a fucking barbecue for my family and like get the yard looking nice and like all this other like you know not, nothing like too much really but just like all this shit i'm like uh it's not a i, I don't know man it's like uh it's it's not they're asking me to do it i'm making that you know yeah yes it's it's it, it is like a weird subconscious narcissistic tendency i think i don't think that either of us are like I think, I think clinical want, narcissists i think i want well i think that we want to feel like a, i want to feel like i'm sacrificing so much yeah when meanwhile nobody right. fucking asked us to do this shit yeah, exactly nobody asked me to do that shit nobody yeah. fucking said anything dude you know what i mean yeah and, and it is like also you know it is important to like not um, overthink shit and just not get anything done. But you know, like uh, it, it is a little bit of like a like a like a gut check of like, oh man, I did this to myself, and this person was gonna fucking care about me no matter what, or this these people were gonna care about this and have a good time no matter what, and I just kind of fucking ran myself into the ground. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
Um, and that's like goes into the aspect of feeling overwhelmed. And um, when I was like, it feels like maybe like sometimes they get like, uh, why is such a vicious cycle? Is because we want to feel that way a little bit. You know I mean, like it feels like uh, it sounds really lame, but I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana this week. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know why. I just like surprising. I was, camper, I was in the camper like working on some shit. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to the Bleach album. I haven't heard that in fucking years. And then I just got quit. I started like listening to I just listened. I was like, yeah, I used to listen to all this all the time. But you know, like, uh, I miss the comfort of being sad. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like fucking thing. It's like, dude, that is like the truth. I remember like, like that. That is still the case. Of, like, that's the part that like feels so good is the sadness. It's the same reason why you don't delete your ex-girlfriend's nudes six months after you break up. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, there's, there's something about self-loathing, like, self-pity that is, like, uh, very gratifying to me. You know, uh, yeah, like... which I think this is something that I, I'm sure we probably talked about on the podcast, but I know for sure you and I have talked about this with each other. Um, it is, it is, there is something, like, comforting about, like, fucking throwing yourself a pity party and, like, having that little fucking sad blanket over you and being a fucking sad sack fucking piece of shit like there is yeah. like it's it, it's it's um i think it's maybe not that it's necessarily comforting but it's familiar and just the fact that it's familiar is comforting in and of itself i don't know yeah. um but i think that, i think that it's also like okay, there's i've heard that there's also chemical uh reasons that happens too like once you get kind of used to the uh, chemical reactions that happen from feeling like feeling pity for yourself you start to crave them yeah. You know what I mean? You start to think, because that's a coping thing as well. You know what I mean? Dude. And so you start to like, you're like, oh, I want to do that again. You know what I, mean? I know I'm sad when my brain is like telling me to masturbate four times a day. It's like, I need serotonin. I need serotonin. I need serotonin. It's like, oh, if I, if, if I jerk off four times in one day, I know I'm sad. It's funny, man. Uh, but so yeah, like, uh, to get a little like heavier and, and, and darker for a minute, um, we're, when I went to visit you, uh, we had partied that whole Saturday night, and I was in Texas for three days, just like real briefly, and that Sunday I was supposed to link up with my buddy, and I was in Georgetown, he was in Austin, he's a good friend of mine, uh, my friend Derek, and um, you've met him before, big old dude with the beard, and um, one, of my, one, of, one of my closest friends from when I was working with the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Union in Austin, we were doing construction together and stuff, and we just like clicked and became fucking boys, like super, super fast. And, uh, he, uh, we were supposed to hang out that Sunday. Well, I was super, super hung over that Sunday. And so I hit him up or he hit me up in the afternoon and I was like, Hey man, what time are we linking? Let's do dinner and get some fucking drinks and stuff. And he just like, was like, you know what? Um, I've been drinking all day and I'm kind of broke and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't go out tonight. I don't want to drive all the way up to Georgetown because I'm, I'm pretty drunk. I've been drinking since like 8 a.m. And, uh, normally I would have been like, nah, fuck that, man. Like, I'll come pick you up or I'll fucking, I'll pay your bar tab or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, and I, between that and like, I was hung over and I had just seen him like the month before when I was in town. And so he was like, all right, well, I was like, it's cool, man. If you want to take a rain check, I'll just go back to the hotel. It's not a big deal. I'll be back in town in a few months anyways. And he was like, all right, well, let's plan for a weekend, uh, in April, I'll come out to California. And I was like, all right, man, for sure. And I was just, like, busy doing stuff, and I was like, you know, take care of yourself, brother, or whatever. And he's like, all right, love you, dog, like, over text. And I didn't even see it, you know, until the next day. But 
I went I, I went to sleep that night and I woke up to uh, Dolan was like our other homie from working construction you know you know that dude you know what I'm talking about obviously yeah, of course, yeah. um, and Dolan had called me like 15 fucking times which is something that happens every time I'm in town so I was just like oh he's just like fucking blowing my phone up and I was like I'll fucking call him when I wake up and then he was just like yo Derek's dead like I saw it on a text so I called him back and it just like um it, it just hit me like a ton of fucking bricks and it at, at, at yeah, first, of course. at first, I like because I'm kind of used to it from the military, um, people I served with, and like some friends. But I wouldn't say anybody that was as good of a homie as Derek is for me. Now, um, I just kind of hit the rational side of it and started calling some people and like letting them know, like friends that that he had made through me and like other friends because and uh, that we knew through the union and stuff. And so I, you know, like the first hour was just me like saying that and then because I was in town with my parents and my mom was just like yo what the fuck is going on and I told her and like before I could get the words all the way out it just I just like started fucking bawling and um, you know fucking Dolan came and picked me up and we went and had breakfast and we were driving in his car and like some fucking dumb probably like Ed Sheeran song came on and it was like a sad song with acoustic guitar and like I, I'm like we're like trying to carry on with a normal conversation but my voice is shaky and his voice is shaky and it, like we just like looked at each other and both started fucking crying and then yeah. you know I fucking like was at the airport he dropped me off at the airport a few hours later and I was like in the airport bar fucking like trying not to cry like a weirdo in the airport bar I have like my face tattooed and braids and shit and I'm like struggling like not to cry at a fucking bar at the Austin airport and then you know it it, it just uh and you're not nobody's ever ready for that especially like whenever it's in this close close proximity as you were there the the hardest part about it is i was 25 minutes away you know what i mean like i I wasn't in california i was like 25 minutes away even just like even just psychologically you know what i'm saying like having that close of a contact with them on the like through text message you know what i mean yeah he texted me i love you and i didn't text him back just because i got busy you know what i mean and that that's something that that will fuck it'll fuck me up for a while you know what i mean i know i know you can't can't blame yourself for that you know what i mean yeah it's just i definitely don't but it's still like uh you know and still about once a week um I, I end up getting fucking blackout drunk at the house by myself and fucking like crying and fucking posting crazy shit on the internet and like calling this chick that I like have a thing with and fucking just talking to her about it and like she's like yo you need to deal with this shit while you're sober because like doing this is not gonna fucking heal and uh you know it when you make that decision and I don't I would never ever 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 call someone a coward or say they took the coward's way out because that person is mentally ill that person is sick you wouldn't call somebody with fucking cancer a coward you know what i'm saying like you that person has a disease that person is going through something and he went through a lot in the last few years man um he i I didn't realize i i would have never thought that he was like the kind of person that he was like on that brink no like a pretty happy person the happiest literally this like the kindest sweetest happiest fucking dude i know and like i I had seen it he he did he, he seemed like a little sad but he didn't seem like 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 that, like, 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 to where, like, you thought there would be something. Um, last summer, like, he, he goes to show you, you never, like, you don't ever know him. Last summer, he had, like, gotten really drunk at my house and confided in me about some stuff, and, um, he had a fucked up year, and, like, um, 
you know, there was just like little shit that pushed him over the limit, you know? Um, and so I can't say that I was like completely shocked because he had called me a few times when he was fucked up and was like, hey, I'm on that. Like, I, this is it. I just wanted to call and say I love you. Um, but those were, I think when he did that, that's because he didn't want to do it. And the fact that he didn't call me was because he knew that he was making that decision. And, um, you know, yeah. it's... Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. I, that The thing that I would like to tell anybody um, that thinks about that decision is that as much hurt as you're going through and as much as you want it to stop, when you take that pain from yourself, that pain doesn't leave the earth when you leave the earth. That pain gets pushed onto your friends and your family and... You know, that dude, like, losing that dude is like a fucking knife through my heart. Like, next time I see you, I want you to blast over a fucking giant memorial tattoo on the other side of my neck. Like, that's, like, fucking me. Like, I can't not think about it every day. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, I, it's a weird situation because, like, I, I want a person to never feel that kind of pain, obviously, but I just want people to know that, like, that, People do care and people do love you. And there is um, one thing I want to bring up before I end the story. Uh, there is like a... Actually, I want to tell a good story about him first. But this one time we were at a house party for uh, my ex's work for Back Porch. We were at a Back Porch Christmas party. And it was only supposed to be a plus one. This isn't the one where I stole the beer. This is the after party at the house. So this is the next year. The year before I did a beer run on the restaurant itself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is the next year, and it was like nobody knew who Derek was except for like our close friends that were there. And uh, I got into it with this dude in the fucking we were like doing blow in the bedroom or whatever. And uh, this dude, like I was talking about the army, and he was like, "Well, my brother was there in Korea in 2016, and they didn't test no hydrogen bomb. You're a stolen valor, faggot." And so like this dude was probably like six two, like two twenty, and I was just like, "All right, what's up then, bro? Fuck it." And I shoved him, and right when I shoved him, Derek, who's like six five, like two eighty fucking grabbed that dude he jumped in between us grabbed that dude picked him off the ground by his neck up against the wall and said that's my brother and if you talk to him like that again i will fuck you in the ass in front of everybody here kissed the dude on the mouth and then threw him like on the lips and then threw him across the room and the dude got up and ran out and left that's <laughs> he left so the party <laughs> that's so like, that's the kind of homie that that dude was like when when i when i came back to pick up all my shit in the u-haul uh that dude picked me up from the airport on a three-hour notice because my ride from the airport had flaked on me. Like, he was that kind of dude. And drove me up to Temple, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the way from South Austin, like, on a three-hour notice. He was that kind of dude. And, uh, you know, there's a, a video of people who have survived. Seven people that are still alive have survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, and every single one of them has done it. it says that the second that their hands left the railing, they knew they made the, the bad, the worst decision of their life. They knew they made the wrong choice. It was instant regret. Almost everybody that has come that close to death uh, via suicide has has become an advocate for the fact that you're making the fucking wrong decision. Right, I understand that. I think it's kind of like a, a pretty surreal moment, I'm sure, whenever you're like, it's too late. You're like, oh, 
fuck. And then you have that drop to think about it. That's why it's the Golden Gate Bridge people specifically that advocate for that because, because they have, they have that time. They, well, and also they have like some of them all die, so they have like a rich retrospective like story to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. It's you can't ask most of them. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I I remember like you talking about like that happening, man. And I, I honestly like I still don't like. Probably don't ever comprehend how deep that is affected you, especially because of that, like the, the timing of it all. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you, like you told me when it happened, I was like, "Fuck, that's fucked up. It's sad." You know what I mean? But even like you retelling the story, like I, I kind of like, I couldn't imagine like that. Also, like when you have that, like, like you know, uh, I also lost a homie, very uh, similar suicide. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, and it, it's one of those things that like. It was, it, this is a homie like uh, we were like super super tight when we were young some of the other like younger friends that I have we were all like really tight back then you know what I mean and like we everybody kind of always like thought that was going to happen anyways you know what I mean it was like yeah. one of those things where like if uh, if Alex goes it's probably going to be from suicide you know what I mean even like when I told people like Alex died they were like did he kill himself they're like yeah he killed himself you know what I mean like it was one of those things they almost like were like thought of a little bit already you know what I mean but he also like had reached out to me probably like a good like two months before he died you know what I mean like I went over to his house and like hung out with him and like shot the shit a bit you know what I mean but I didn't really like I feel like like hang out with him like I should have you know what I mean like it was it just felt like one of those weird things where I was like I don't know like should I have tried more you know what I mean like or should I like reached out more too and you can't I mean it's it's really hard you can't well, it's like, you, you know, you know uh, always, you're always going to say that to yourself you know, in hindsight, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a lot of shit, right? It's not one single thing that pushes that person. It's not one. And with the people that are like suffer from that mental illness of, of that level of depression, I, I kind of, I wasn't surprised when Derek did it, you know? And, and so I had even talked to like this girl and messaged me and she was like, hi, I'm one of Derek. You said, you said you were not surprised. I was not surprised. Um, unfortunately. Um, and this girl had messaged me and she was like, Oh, I'm one of Derek's exes. He always talked about you. I found you on Instagram. Like if you find out what happened, it took me like a week to find out he had shot himself. And so I had told her, she was like, I should have done more. I should have done more. And I was like, look, man, like his parents filed for divorce. His long-term girlfriend died like five years ago in a terrible crash. He fucking, you know, he uh, um, he's already inclined to depression. And then last year, this other girl was like, had a baby with him. And then we raised it for three months and found out it wasn't his kid. And she had cheated on him the whole time. And this girl was like, I'm the one that she, this girl was like, I'm the one that cheated on him last year. And I, so like, that made me feel weird. But like, that I wasn't going to be mean to her. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, but, yeah, yeah. but she just like, she kept wanting to talk and I didn't want to talk anymore after finding where I was just like, look, I told, I was like, like I told you before, one person didn't do this to him. One person might not have made a difference. And to be honest, you can't beat yourself over this because he was mentally ill. And that was like, that was that. She kept trying to talk to me and I just kept copy and pasting the same fucking sentence back. Because I wasn't, you know Jesus. what I mean? Like, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's harsh, man. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to like sit there and be mean to anybody, but like, I'm also like, I'm not here to fucking baby your feelings when like, I'm not even, even beginning well, to process like this. You have, you have your own like, uh, emotional like part of that to do with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, like, you can tell when somebody's like needing something from you or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. 
It felt a little you know, disingenuous or insincere, in, in like she wanted some type of reassurance. She, she sounds like needy, needy a bit of something. Yeah. But you know, it's like, a, like, we were talking about like all these things, like, uh, I, I think I wrote like a quick list of things, like they were like, when we were talking about how overwhelming life can be, you know what I mean? You have like yourself, you have, uh, you know, your others, or, like your family, friends, and all this other shit you're trying to spend time with, your school, your health, you know what I mean? Your The, the podcast, the uh the driving back and forth to all the places, you know what I mean? Uh, fucking trying to do music, you know what I mean? Dogs going crazy, fucking... It's like a million things we can list or whatever. It's yeah. like overwhelming to us, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that like what we forget is like one of the most overwhelming things in life is to have nothing though. You know what I mean? And like when I think of like the people that I know who have committed suicide or like have died in that method of like if they didn't kill themselves, like, by, like, pulling a trigger or, like, taking the pills like that, I know people who have killed themselves, like, with drugs. Over years. Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know people who have killed themselves, like, and the most common thing that I see, like, through any of them has been that they have, they, they actually have nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, I think it's more overwhelming to, like, to feel so much, to feel so many emotions inside yourself and, like, feel like you have nobody to share them with feel like you have uh nothing nothing going on in your life you know what i mean like like it's all good for me to say like oh i'm overwhelmed with work i should be grateful for that yeah overwhelmed with my family well shit i have a family like with my uncle or like with your kids or like exactly you know what i mean like it's kind of it's kind of a it's it's a kind of a blessing to like to have have these problems to have those (laughs) problems exactly our problems are good problems to have Maybe so, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe, and maybe even that perspective is something that helps everybody, even, you know what I mean? Like, but like, you don't, you don't realize that sometimes, like, one of the most overwhelming things we have in life is like to feel like that we are not the person we want to be, or yeah. feel like that we're not the person who, you know what I mean? Like, that there's something else that we're missing, or like, you know what I mean? I feel like that, that whole like want or need of something that's outside of yourself is kind of maybe a little toxic too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's hard to say, or like, or just like I said, like or the lack of the lack of doing things too. I don't know. It's really hard to say, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, like, you know, it's, um, I think that kind of breaks into like, um, like maybe desolate isn't the right word, but a feeling of like dissolution. I think yeah, I don't like, know if that's a word. Like, like, I just feel like, like a desert, like a desert, a desert, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's a void, like a void of things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you just, void you're things. in this pit, you can't find your way out and you just, you don't yeah, want, you, know, you don't I, want to hurt I anymore. That. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like you feel like completely like, uh, what was that freaking thing? Um, the, the Soul movie. You see that Soul movie? The Hawk Soul movie? It's a cartoon that they did like really recently called Soul. I think it's all it's called. No. You know? And like they like like whatever she's like a lost soul like searching searching out in the the desert and everything. No. Relatives. Oh. And this it, it sounds about, cool. Like, uh, it's about that that would probably seem like a, a soul that's never even been born being kind of lost. You know what I mean? Is this so, a kids movie? Yeah. This sounds it pretty made, fucking it, heavy. <laughs> It's pretty heavy, and it made my daughter cry a little bit before it, like, got to the happy parts. Your end. daughter cry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was all into it. She was like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know why. I, I can understand why you say that, but we're going to finish this. We're already <laughs> way invested. We're like, 
way too far. I'm already emotionally invested in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're watching this for dad. That's right. Hell yeah, she dude. Felt, she felt better, a little bit better after the fucking heartwarming part, but it's still kind of heavy. But yeah. Yeah, life, life's heavy, right? Life's fucking. Life is pain, dude. Life that's, it is, and that's life, what life's pain. Life's life, I Spain. But you know what's fucked up is life. like the <laughs> day before fucking Derek killed himself. I got life is pain tattooed on my knuckles, and I was like, oh, oh that shit. seems a little melodramatic on my part now. Fuck, like. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just like maybe the joke that we're making is accurate. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why it's such a good joke. Is life is actually pain? Yeah, I would say that like life is nothing more than uh, relative to the human. You know what I mean? Like a human is a very um, uh, neurotic thing in itself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because a human is self-aware. Uh, you know what I mean? And so being that like it's different, being that that's kind of what makes us different is being self-aware. And our, our neurosis is that. You know what I mean? And and that is what it, life is. That's why we say life is pain. Yeah. Because life is life is only sensation. And sensation is only different degrees of, like, pleasure or pain. You know, life is like a series of moments. And it's about um, not allowing yourself to focus on the bad ones, but recognizing the good ones. Because the more self-reflection I've done over the last few years and over the last few months, because I've been forced to do more, you know, um, I... The more I realize how many more good moments there were than bad moments, I just think the bad moments hit a little harder, and uh, they, you know, they they just seem a little bit more prevalent. They, they, but they resonate, you know. What I mean? They, 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 they like resonate more, more, way harder. I think they stay they stay in your mind a little bit deeper. Whenever you have like something that's satisfactory, that's what the thing is. Like whenever you have something that's satisfactory, it's you have it, you enjoy it, and you let it go. That's what what's why it's so perfect is because you can just let it go into the fucking like cosmos and it can be released into everything else and and it never like a be puff of smoke. Exactly, puff of smoke. Exactly, what you're doing right now. You know what I mean? Fucking, it goes away and then that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But something harsh, but something harsh is affecting you. You're still affected by it right now. You know what I mean? And it's still like lingering in your face and um, you know you can't you can't get rid of it. You know what I mean? It's it's all it's in the forefront of your head. You know yeah. what I mean? You're gonna be thinking about that forever, I and mean, it's it's probably gonna affect you tomorrow, even. You know? Oh, 100 percent, dude. Um, well, yeah. I, I think we hit pretty heavily on on. Uh, this has been a pretty depressing ass episode, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You? Definitely, definitely, definitely a lot less of us like chattering and laughing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, for sure. You were, you were saying you were saying that you were having a problem with the. Uh, the da- are, are having too much downtime of us just laughing back and forth. Yeah, and a lot of the other episodes, it's just like us going on five-minute fucking laughing fits of just like absolute insanity. It sounds so fucking dumb. Maybe but... maybe you can just edit that in. Like we'll we'll talk about some of the really really heavy stuff and just edit in. Add like, a yeah, laugh track, three. dude. Exactly. Add a laugh track. Like that seventy show. It's like, and then he shot himself. Exactly. Tell the viewers to give us feedback. If, they, if you'd rather have the episode with the laugh track, we'll make it that way. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, 100%. Wah, wah, wah. Fucking Christ, dude. I guess let's, uh, 
now that we're laughing a little bit, let's let's get into these fucking licks for the week, dude. Get some licky balls. Yeah. Um, why don't you start this one off? Uh, all right. Uh, I guess my lick is like, uh, we got a camper. I guess I hadn't really talked to you about that, right? Yeah. Did I, did I tell you about that? Like, so we've been trying to plan this, like, uh, we've been trying to plan this trip, like, before Sally got cancer. You know what I mean? And, like, that was what we were trying to do. Oh, I didn't and know this then, had like, gone back that far. And, yeah, and, and so, like, when, when Sally got cancer, we kind of, like, put a, like, hiatus and a lot of plans. You know what I mean? We just weren't able to do that. And, um, and so, like, once Sally started feeling, like, or, like, being healthy again, and, like, some of her surgeries are kind of nearing an end, we were, like, let's start doing this. And that's when we started saving cash. And, like, so, like, it's been, like, a long time coming, you know what I mean, of this, of this all happening, you know what I mean? And so we, um, we saved her some money. We saved the money we wanted. We shopped for a long fucking time, and we found the camper we wanted. We finally got a camper, so it's it's the shit. We're, we're super, super excited about it. It's an old camper, but it's big enough for what we want to do. It's fucking super, super tight, you know what I mean? So I, w- I would say that, like, uh, the, it's not just, like, just getting the camper. It's, like, everything that's happened with it. We got a chance to take it out, like, the weekend after we got it to go to like a, it was spring break. We got it like like two days before spring break, and so we got to take it out to the river and have family come out there too. You know what I mean? And uh, just have like a four day camp thing. You know what I'm saying? They're just this is sick. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that was like one time like where life worked out super 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 well, and it was like super cool to see all that. You know what I mean? Like I, I would say like. That, that that's always gonna stand out the memory of my life of like just being able to like get that camper and like us it, us all get to go out and it all it all work and it not be a big deal you know what I mean 100 percent dude super sick yeah pretty yeah. Pretty, pretty wet licky balls there you know what I mean hell yeah I was uh, happy as fuck <laughs> uh, I don't remember what we wrote down in the show notes for mine I'm gonna be honest with you let's see it Did says you... uh, the punk show. Oh yeah, so because uh, I I think it's a good one too because like I, you you were sending pictures of it like videos of it and everything and I'm jealous as fuck, bro. It was absolute fucking insanity. Oh, yeah, why don't you tell us what happened? Tell us the story. So it's the second one I've been to now, and the second one is even gnarlier than the first one. But the second one is like the first one is like we're standing on the side of the fucking freeway, like, on the, like, mound going up to the freeway, and there's, like, a pit, and there's, like, a thousand people, like, playing a fucking show. You said downtown L.A., right? Uh, so the first one was in Echo Park. The second one was, like, near downtown. And uh, so it was, like, they broke into this fucking rec center in the hood in Echo Park and, like, fucking, like, brought a generator. It was an abandoned rec center, relatively abandoned. And uh, they brought a generator and fucking powered everything off this generator and, like... Dude, it was it was insane. And so we went to the second one and it was like we showed up and it was in Lafayette Park in the fucking hood in LA, close to downtown. And uh I showed up a little late, uh, but I fucking go, they like hopped or they broke the fucking thing into this like skate park that's been closed since COVID and then like broke the chain off of it and then brought a generator in and there was like 
this fucking giant wall and people are hanging off the wall and another fucking pit and then the skate park like a fence outside of that and people are fucking grilling and fucking selling Nas balloons and like there's dudes in like fucking Ronald McDonald makeup and uh, people kids are at the fucking skate park like a few hundred yards past that and it was like some weird post-apocalyptic Mad Max 80s movie I didn't know what you are talking about until you started sending me some of those videos. It looked like shit that was probably like 15 years old. Yeah. It, it, it did, and not only that, like, I, I don't, I, the, 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 the amount of people there, I've never seen, like, that dude. many, like, crazy, like, punker, like, just, like, all, there's d- diverts and, like, fucking degenerates just, and all together. Dude, it felt like, it felt like that opening scene in The Warriors when they're like, there are 20,000 hardcore gang members, 5,000 affiliates. Like, and it's just like, can you dig it? Yeah, but it's no, just like, a lot of fuck people there. Dude, dude, I ran into like looking. a homie that like, who I don't even know, like through punk shows, like, or punk rock. It's like a friend of high school's little brother's skateboarder chick friend. And like, I just like turned around and she had like a bubble blow on a key for me and was just like, hi. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And it was like a bunch of just like spiky jacket, 80s movie bad guy punks. And it was just That's like, great. dude, awesome. a bunch of like foos just getting like fucked up on Nas balloons. And like, there was legitimately like, I would say 2,000 people there. You saw, uh, um, that all gas, no brakes dude was there, right? Yeah, yeah. The, that's that dude with the curly hair, the Channel 5 yeah. dude with the suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was watching him do those interviews and I didn't know who he was and people were flocking to him. My homie's like, yo, that dude's famous. Yeah, 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 he's funny. He's super funny. Yeah, he's super funny. Uh, there's that dude, the fucked authority dude. Cause I don't give. A, I'm about to take this balloon to the neck. Cause yeah, yeah, fucked yeah, yeah, authority. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I would like. I watched that interview happen. I was like a few hundred feet away from that. It's so and, uh, funny, man. Dude, shout out Dead City Punks. They they're the ones that, to my that knowledge, putting this shit together. Yeah, yeah. The music, the music seemed like it was rad too. Like they seemed like they fucking slayed that shit. Dude, I think um, California punk is in the coolest place. I've been involved in fucking punk rock for, you know, conscious of it for, like, 20 years. I've never, I've never seen anything like that with, like, that many people. Like, like it was, like, that was fucking rad. It was, like, mayhem. It's just fucking, like, nuts. It was, I saw, like, they were, like, a circle pit. They were just kicking fire everywhere. They had that fire going in the middle. They are just kicking the fire everywhere. Dude, dudes were just popping off with, like, hairspray and fire and like fireworks at one point they were just like yes. popping fireworks off in the middle of the fucking there's a circle pit how, of how, like, long, how long did that go on for it started at like 7 in the afternoon or 7 in the evening and I left at like 12.30 at night and no shit and it was still in the throes of it like I think people stayed <laughs> I'm pretty sure like at least 400 people woke up in that park the next morning like no cops came or nothing uh, the first one cops did. The second one, I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure they did eventually, maybe. But it's a pretty like vagabond area of LA, anyways. So well, like, yeah, they're like, eh, we don't want to deal with that shit. Like, it's what are we gonna do? Crazy. Arrest more people for vagrancies? Like, I can't even tell if this is a punk rocker or a homeless person, anyways. <laughs> like, so I think California punk is in the coolest place that it's been in the 20 years that I've been involved in it. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure, like, they were, like, in the it's, heyday. It's definitely, it definitely, like, was cool to see that, like, uh, it being, like, like what you would see, like, from the 80s. It's it really, literally like, felt really, like some something like out that. of, like, Lords of Dogtown or, like, some crazy suicidal tendencies video or something. Like, <laughs> it, it, I, I couldn't imagine that, like, I, dude, it was so fucking cool. It's the coolest yeah, shit I've been a part of. It's pretty, it's pretty good, like, the balls, man. It's pretty rad. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to complain about that by any means. Well, I would have to say, like, in, like, in retrospect with all of this, it's, like, as overwhelmed as we might feel about all kinds of shit, you know what I mean? 
uh, we just gotta remember that there's like the coolest things also. So sick. Like such cool shit. You know what I mean? Like if we want, if we want, like, like you know what I mean? Like whenever you get like, oh, like overwhelmed or even underwhelmed and have nothing at all, just remember you can always just rage out. You know <laughs> yes. What I mean? and fucking like get wild with your with your peeps. You know what I mean? And just fucking throw whether, down and get ignorant. Whether it be in a camper, or whether it be in the fucking midst of downtown fucking LA, you know what I mean? Like, start a fire. Start a fire and start kicking it everywhere. Yeah, dude, that's you know it. I mean? <laughs> Words to live by. Start a fire. Start a fire and just start kicking it everywhere. I'm gonna put that on the tombstone <laughs> one day. I'm into that. I like that. <laughs> it's so sick. But, um, yeah, man, I think we fucking, you know, just about, you know, hit the nail on the head with everything, and, uh, I, I, I'm feeling pretty fucking good about it all, and, uh, I, I, I our, our, our first Zoom thing, too, uh, not yeah. too terrible, I would say. No, I think it was cool, and then, um, just, you know, real quick to anybody that, that made it through this or whatever, the, the, the quality's only gonna go up, the technology's only gonna go up from here, um, this is, you know, I would say maybe at most another two or three episodes like this quality, and everything's gonna fucking get a jump on uh, it. I would, I would say even, like, the next episode, hopefully we get a little better, I gotta, yeah. I gotta figure my hand out a little better. Yeah, but, I mean, for now, this is cool, and, uh, you know, um, if, also, I just wanna reiterate, you know, the 988 number, if that's not in place already, 1-800-273-8255, and anybody that has my phone number or me on social media, fucking same, always same reach out. Always you can reach out. out to me, I'm at Pertastic on Instagram, and I'm not, I'm not, probably not as accessible as Landon, but if you talk, I'm always willing to talk to anybody, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know, there's, there are options, and there are cool moments in life where you're fucking kicking fire at people. So. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you're going to be down, but you're going to also be back up and down again and back up. You know, It's life, man. Let's do, let's do it together. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so on that, um, you know, I think it's about time to do the whole fucking uh, balls in and... Uh, balls out. That's it. L- love you guys. Love you.